You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 395 of the Daily Knowledge Podcast from todayifoundout.com. In the episode today, you're going to learn about Cunningham's Law, which can be seriously handy when browsing the internet. Then there's going to be a word from one of our fantastic sponsors, ProFlowers. We're going to follow that up with a bonus Y article, so let's just get right on with the show. Cunningham's Law is an internet adage that states, The best way to get the right answer on the internet is not to ask a question, but to post the wrong answer. It's an interesting hypothesis for sure, and if you've spent any time on the internet whatsoever, you're likely well aware that posting something incorrect online is a surefire way to elicit a smarmy correction from a fellow internet denizen. In fact, today I found out wouldn't exist if it wasn't for our deep-seated desire to correct all of those little urban myths that float around the internet. There was, and is, a decided dearth of interesting fact websites that actually bother to do in-depth research on the facts they purport, let alone the ones included on all the relevant interesting details on the topic at hand. Likewise, while it doesn't happen often due to several levels of fact-checking performed by the author and a separate fact-checker for each article, when a mistake slips through the cracks, nobody bats a thousand, it doesn't take long for one of our readers or listeners to post a comment, making us aware of the error. So, who was Cunningham of Cunningham's Law? In a nutshell, Cunningham is none other than Ward Cunningham, the man who invented the user-editable website, or wiki, as it's more commonly known. Just to be clear, because it's a fairly common mistake, Ward doesn't have anything to do with Wikipedia. Ward simply developed the first-ever wiki in the mid-1990s, dubbing it WikiWikiWeb, after the WikiWiki shuttles he had encountered in Honolulu. The word wiki itself is Hawaiian for quick, whereas WikiWiki means very quick. Incidentally, it's also technically pronounced wiki, not wiki, though given that pretty much everyone mispronounces it, Cunningham and others have long stopped correcting people, ironically enough, given the topic at hand. From there, Wiki software was developed by Peter Merrill, CV Wiki, based on WikiWikiWeb's engine WikiBase. In turn, Marcus Denker developed Attis Wiki, based on CV Wiki, then Clifford Adams developed UseModWiki, based on Attis Wiki. This all brings us back to Wikipedia, which originally used UseModWiki as its platform. Due to performance issues, among other problems, this was quickly replaced by a wiki platform that would come to be called MediaWiki. This was developed specifically for Wikipedia, initially by Magnus Mansk. Then, when performance issues again became an issue, largely rewritten by Lee Daniel Crocker, with many others since contributing. In any event, the term Cunningham's Law first appeared online in 2010 in an issue of the New York Times, as a comment left by one Stephen McGeady, who you may or may not recognize as a former executive at Intel and the guy who famously testified against Microsoft during their 1998 antitrust trial. The comment itself was left in response to an article asking users to submit novel eponymous laws in the same vein as things like Murphy's Law or Godwin's Law, the latter of which states, As an online discussion grows longer, the probability of a comparison involving Nazis or Hitler approaches one. According to the comment left by McGeady, Cunningham's Law was named after Ward Cunningham, a colleague of mine at Tektronix. This was his advice to me in the early 1980s, with reference to what he later dubbed Usenet, but since generalized to the web and the internet as a whole. He also goes on to point out the irony of the relationship between Cunningham, his law, and the fact that Wikipedia is now perhaps the most widely known proof of Cunningham's law. 
In short, the Cunningham of Cunningham's Law is the guy who invented the first version of the platform which Wikipedia would ultimately be based on. The law itself began as advice he gave to people in the 1980s, and the only reason we know of it today is because someone he mentioned the idea to talked about it in the comments of an article online. We're going to be honest. We're kind of hoping Cunningham at some point comes out and claims that he was misquoted or never actually said that. Bonus fact. If you're wondering, Cunningham never tried to patent his idea of a wiki because I was a small company, and I figured, well, if I got a patent, then I'd have to go out and sell people on the idea that anyone could edit. That sounded like something that no one would pay money for. Of course, the platform is used in some form or another by many thousands of businesses today, often internally, and many of the public sites based on it, such as Wikipedia, have tremendous value. Mother's Day is coming up really soon, and I don't want you to forget the special day. I want you to make sure that you remember to get your mother some flowers for Mother's Day. So what you need to do is go to proflowers.com. If you go there, click on the blue microphone in the top right-hand corner of the screen and enter the promo code DAILY, you'll be able to get 100 blooms and a free glass vase, and that's just $20. In fact, it's not even $20. It's $19.99. And then if you want to get something a bit more premium, add some chocolates, add a premium glass vase to that deal for just $9.99 more, you can do that. Again, all you need to do is go to proflowers.com, blue microphone, top right-hand corner of the screen, click on that, and enter the promo code DAILY. What's awesome is these flowers, they're guaranteed to last for seven days, so you're getting 100 blooms, and they're going to they're gonna be looking good for at least seven days, and it's all very easy. Basically, I just want you to relax. Just go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone, enter the code DAILY, that's the only way to get this amazing deal, 100 blooms, and it's as simple as that. Your mother will love them. So that's proflowers.com promo code daily. Why Poindexter is popular slang for a nerd. Poindexter as a slang name for a nerdy person comes from a particularly memorable, stereotypically nerdy character in the cartoon Felix the Cat. The character in question is the nephew of Felix's archenemy, the Professor, and is, of course, named Poindexter. Poindexter was first introduced to the masses in 1959 in the cartoon version of Felix the Cat shown on TV. Over the years, he has typically been depicted in a lab coat, wearing thick glasses, and otherwise personifying stereotypical nerddom in all its glory. Despite having been around for decades, it took another Hollywood creation to really get the popularity of this slang term finally implanted into common vernacular, rather than as a fringe moniker for nerds. This occurred in the mid-1980s thanks to the character of Arnold Poindexter in the 1984 Revenge of the Nerds. Since then, Poindexter has been a relatively popular moniker for anyone who exhibits extremely nerdy tendencies. Bonus Facts The first documented case of nerd was in Dr. Seuss's If I Ran the Zoo in 1950. The specific text was, A nerdle, a nerd, a seersucker too. It was just one year after this Dr. Seuss work, in a Newsweek magazine article, we find the first documented case of nerd being used similarly to how we use it today. Specifically, they use it as being synonymous with someone who was a drip or a square. As to exactly how nerd came to mean as we think of it today, the most popular theory, by no means certain, is that it came from a modification of nut, specifically nerd which meant stupid or crazy person and was common in the 1940s, directly before the term nerd showed up. The word nerd ended up becoming fairly popular in the 1960s and by the 1970s was hugely popularized by the TV show Happy Days, where it was used frequently. You might also, at this point, be wondering about the origin of geek. The first documented case of geek dates all the way back to 1916. At the time, the term was used to describe sideshow freaks and circuses, 
Specifically, it was attributed to those circus performers who were known for doing crazy things like biting the heads off various small live animals or eating live insects and the like. These performances were often called geek shows. The word itself, geek, came from geck, which was originally a low German word which meant someone who is a fool, freak, or simpleton. You just listened to an episode of the Today I Found Out Daily podcast. Tune in every weekday for another great episode, or find more articles at todayifoundout.com.